1: Greetings. Hey, thanks for being here on the Do Business Better podcast. It's me, Damian Mason, coming at you with my friend Joe Santa and his business, Trophy Center Plus. Joe joined us back in episode 34 or 35, and we called it there are no participation trophies in business because he is in the trophy award and printed apparel business. He came into this about ten years ago after being a public employee. So he worked in the school system as an athletic director. And if you want to go back and listen to that episode, it's a great episode because we talk about the lessons that you learn when you start your own enterprise uh, and things that you thought were going to be easier than they probably turned out to be. So we are at his place of business. I thought this would be fun. It's after hours. We just popped a beer. So go ahead and you can do the same unless you're driving down the road and if you're sitting there a reminder that the do business better podcast is an audio format as it has been now for 100 episodes it's also on video format please go to the Damian mason youtube channel that's d mason comedy or just go on youtube and type in damien mason find the playlist do business better and hit subscribe i would love to have you subscribe it will help my viewership okay joe santa here we are this episode is titled things they don't tell you when you start a business everybody that's listening watching uh has been there they say okay uh i'm going to start a business and i've got these great ideas and and i already talked to my lawyer about this and i talked to my accountant about that and they think they've got most of the bases covered i know i was there you were there etc and then about a hundred things come up and you are a year or two into and you're like How the hell did I not see this coming? So, things they don't tell you when you start a business. There it was 10 years ago. You thought, this has got to be easy. I know people that buy trophies. I I deal with them all over the state of Indiana. I'm just going to quit my job and start this racket, and I'm going to pick up all their business. Take me from there. Well,
0: we know that doesn't happen. (laughs) Um, And uh, I think we evolved a little bit from that point because – we, we got into the printed apparel business, we got into the sign business, we got into the graphic design business because they were natural fits with our customers, uh, and uh, that has helped us tremendously. You know, the last five years we've grown substantially, uh, probably things were going as, as well as they could possibly be until... This past few months. but uh, Yeah, coronavirus
1: but, put a hurt but, on all of us, but you kept it going. And right. probably because of your differentiation that you did three, two, and five years ago, right. you've got revenue that you wouldn't have had if the coronavirus had happened to you in your first year and a half of business.
0: Yeah, we wouldn't be here because uh, we lost. Uh, we work with about 33 to 34 schools. And so we lost all that business. We've lost about ninety percent of that business, um, March, April, May, early June. We did pick up some some of the schools, we're doing some year end awards that we were able to from the award standpoint, but I think what's really what's really the the lingering effect of it is we've also continued to lose uh about ninety percent of our summer awards, which are the little leagues um, uh, travel leagues, softball leagues, we're, they're just not happening. So, um, and if we had not evolved into, uh, promotional products, screen printing, embroidery, uh, signs design, um, it, we, it'd be me working just like I did year one, uh, twiddling my thumbs. Yeah.
1: And working a lot to not have any actual revenue. Okay. Right. So things they don't tell you when you right. start a business, let's go with the first one that um, you already got. Well,
0: I think the, the, the thing that you think back, and, and I know how you feel about this, is you know, the number one thing they tell you when you start a business is, you know, you've got to get that business plan. And, and I understand the need for the business plan, because you've got to go to the bank with something. And if you don't go to the bank with something, you're not going to get what you want. And, and so once you, once you go from that, that point, um, you know, I probably have looked at my business plan five times in 10 years. And I was so totally off base When I did that, thinking all this money I was going to make, but I—that's the the one thing that you are never told when you start a business is to make sure you pay yourself first. Mm -hmm. And and I probably took—I mean, even the bankers that I worked with, um, basically told me how long can you go without paying yourself? Yeah, and that's a frightening thing i was fortunate
1: yeah because you had always had a job where that was every two weeks you got paid regardless right
0: and i had built up some things my my wife is still in the education business so that was there but when you hear that the reality of it is it's it's wrong because there are ways to pay yourself, and, and I learned the hard way, but after about year four, I started reading and researching, and, and it really came up to this this entity called Profit First. And it's just basically, you know, you've got expenses, take out the money for yourself first, right. then pay the expenses. and And once that happened, it's like a, Boom.
1: Things they don't tell you when you start a business, you started off with business plan and you said, you know, I know how Damien you feel about this because I say in my book, do business better, which dear viewer and listener, if you haven't checked it out by now, you should do business better. It's a a book that came out one year ago. Um, I say that the problem is they become antiquated quickly. Uh, The business, the, the striving want to be entrepreneur spends so much toil on creating a business plan that then they are afraid to vary from it. And as you know, within a year, you better be pivoting. And, and pivot's a big, trendy business word. They talk about big businesses are going to pivot. Yeah, when well, you try and be a one-man band with, like, your wife working the books and your kid back in the storeroom. Uh, you're pivoting every day. And if you don't have the ability to do that because you fell in love with your business plan, I think you're screwing yourself up. You went a, a route of differentiation. You went away from being a retail store. You thought you were a retail unit, and then it dawned on you that you didn't. you weren't a retailer. You're a seller of stuff, but you don't need a retail store necessarily. Um, so business plan, what do you tell me when you say things that they don't tell you when you start a business? You you put a lot of stock in your business plan, and now you realize you've looked well, at it five times in 10 years.
0: That, that, that's the, and <laughs> I knew I had to have one because every time I went to a bank, they said, you got to have a business plan to start your business, which I did. Um, but what you don't, you, you include that business plan, which you, you kind of over, you kind of overblow what you're going to do. You don't, unless you're really lucky. But the one thing you never include in there is, you know, make sure you pay yourself first. And and so many businesses, these people are are you don't you don't make a dime, and and your employees are making more than yeah. you. Yep. Yeah. And that's wrong. And we know and, people
1: that we know people that's a situation.
0: I I tell people now that call me, and one of our good friend Tim Kaufman, um, Tim is working hard at starting his own business, and the one thing I told him from start is you got to make sure that. You put money aside for yourself out of every check. It's, it's the piggy bank approach. That's all it is. But you make sure that you put money aside for yourself because you, you have to because you're, you're not going to survive.
1: Uh, real quickly, by the way, and my viewers and listeners and readers know this. What have I always said? If you're new to this and you forget, I want to remind you of something. You need a business plan to borrow money. You do right. not need a formal business plan to make money. Right. Okay, pay yourself first. What okay. else? Okay, number three. What What else did they not tell you when you started business? I can come up with a few myself, right. but I well, want to hear yours. The
0: one thing that you when you, when you and I spent probably,
1: <laughs>
0: I say this, two By years. the way, that was a
1: burp because we're drinking beer because it's after hours. If you look at that clock up there, it says 530. And Joe and I have been humping. We, we've been humping it's, since. It's not after hours. <laughs> yeah, don't tell not don't <laughs> about it. There are no after hours when you run your own business. That's why we're uh, still here working. And the uh, heck of it is don't tell anybody but I was really on it today this was one of those days where it was it was it was cranking by 7 a.m. and I said I got a lot to do the third third thing that they don't tell you when you start your own business
0: um one of the things that when you're when you're getting everything set up you know you're obviously working on that business plan is you you do a lot of research and you read and you you very you spend very little time on why businesses fail Mm -hmm. and I firmly believe that, and again, I I refer people that now would call me or talk to me, I tell them to seek out people that they know that didn't have much luck with their business um, or actually failed, what happened to them. Um, I spent time locally going to people that had run successful businesses and they gave me all the things that worked for them or worked for them, but they don't tell you, you, the people that failed, you need to talk with them too.
1: You're getting a little little excited. But anyway, I'll make sure they're hearing. Okay, so here's the thing. Joe is really excited about his business. Okay, this is something that I say uh, is, you know, my wife says, uh, boy, people want to criticize you because, you know, I'm a little bit of a high flyer. Uh, I write books. uh, You know, I have a personality. I've been on stage for 26 years. There are those that decide that they don't like you, me, Um, and Mrs. Mason has said, The thing is, there's one thing that they can never, ever say. They can't say that you are a liar. She's like, you're so honest. That's why some people hate you. Like, uh, you tell them them blatantly. I wrote a book called Brutal Truth, by the way. Just brought it over here. He'll show it to you later on. Um, If someone said, have you ever failed? I'm like, ever? This morning. Uh, yeah, I can tell you a lot of things that I've done wrong. I've over invested in ventures that would uh, that didn't have a ghost chance in hell of coming about. I have put too much uh, stress and worry into things that do not matter. Uh, I have spent hours, weeks and months on ventures that I never should have pursued to begin with. Uh, I have diluted myself through attention deficit and always looking for the shiny object so I can go through that whole thing You just said where have you failed? It was never that I lost my sight of money. It was never that I didn't understand uh, um, uh, Investing and uh, revenue it was never that I didn't understand salesmanship. Those are my strengths uh, it's been more spin-outs. <laughs> That's where yeah, I would say and, my mistakes and,
0: are. And, you know, when I went in and talked with all those people that had run successful businesses, I don't think I ever asked them, what didn't work? Mm-hmm. What, what did you spend? And, you know, and so you spend your time and, and you, have, you need to know why people fail as well as why people succeed. And they don't tell you that when you're reading the books. No, because
1: remember, books are always about, here's what you do. I think it's important to dissect and deconstruct of what went wrong here. You know, I don't have kids, uh, so there's always that thing of that wonderful business, and then it just starts to teeter, falter, slide, and you're like, what the hell happened? Oh, mom and dad decided they're going to prop up uh, the kids and put them in there, and the kids don't have it. They don't have
0: it. You have the classic book of seven habits of successful people what about the seven habits of
1: failures flops you know I want to know that too you know yeah and I can I can come up with seven that I think that I see that would be one of them putting your kids into a situation that they are not made for nor are prepared for nor even care about and expect them to do what to carry on what you built that's one uh, cornerstone of them right there i'm starting to write down things that they didn 't tell me that I learned. <laughs> Give me some other ones that you learned.
0: Uh, one of the things that and it's a big fear of anyone that's starting their own business is they're afraid to hire people because they don't want that those people to take their money. You know, I go back to pay yourself first. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but it's you don't read or you don't see the things that. When you bring a good person in, Mm -hmm. and I'm finding this out now the last couple, three years, you bring good people in. Yes, they're going to cost you money, but they're going to make you money. And they're going to give you time to make money for yourself. And you don't realize that. You spend so much time in the early years of your business afraid to pay somebody, afraid to have somebody do the work for you, that you end up... You end up just going great, chasing your tail.
1: Yeah, so your thinking there is you decide you would do everything. You would be the person that did mm-hmm. the design. You'd be the person that was making up the trophies. You'd be the person that was on the phone. You'd be the receptionist. You'd be the bill collector. You'd be right. the the bill sender. You'd be the uh, the trophy deliverer. You'd be the outreach. And the point is, early on, do you do wear every hat. Because you ain't got any, any money. You ain't got business. But you're not going to grow. Right. So yeah, when, like, when when when,
0: you know, when I was a high school AD... I was sub. I was a master delegator. The jobs that I hated doing, I gave to my assistant. Right. And I I should have carried that right on to here. Yeah. But you don't learn what you hate to do in your own business until you. There's get also going.
1: the part of it that you were using taxpayer monies when you hired other people, and you were using your money or a borrowed money when you started your own thing. So there, that's a good lesson. So what's the right thing? When should you hire people?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I think when you uh realize that you are not making sales mm-hmm. standing in there doing the work, you know, it's the classic work on your business. Not work in your not business. In, work don't work in your business, work on your business and you can't do both. And I think yeah. it's 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 almost as soon as you get the ball rolling, get somebody in there to help you.
1: Yeah, and I have, I'm have i the other way because I've been generally a sole proprietor with some contracted help and whatnot and a couple of employees through the years. But we don't have uh, the same situation as some businesses. So uh, it's never a fear of spending the money as long as I could justify the, uh, the return. But I agree with that. What about uh, lesson four? Lesson four you learned that they didn't teach you when you started well, out.
0: I only wrote down four right now, so uh-huh. hopefully well, you've got some you've
1: written down. Oh, out. I've got some. I've got plenty. <laughs> well, got plenty. here's the other
0: thing that that um, I've learned as I evolved into well, even from the engraving end, but um, in the screen printing embroidery end, uh, with the with company logos, company designs, you cannot imagine how many people out there don't protect or or get ownership of the things they spend money on. So people will want to, um, you know, they'll send me a JPEG to screen print a shirt and you need a, what we call a vector file. They don't have it, but they have paid money 15 years ago, Mm -hmm. but they don't have it and they can't find it. And so they got to spend money again. The people that own their own business are investing money into their brand. Well, they need to have their brand with them at all times. And Mm -hmm. you, you cannot, there is a major milk producer in this town that I had to spend three weeks going through various marketing people to get them to send me something that I could work with. And that is just ridiculous.
1: You mean like a a logo or a design or something or design that company has paid it for it and owned it and used it for years and years. And they didn't even know where to fetch it. They
0: were sending us inadequate material, but yet they have spent money through the years. Now the people, the, the, better people that are the graphic designers they're going to give you that stuff. Yep. And you're going to you're going to have that and they're going to tell you why you need it and so that's kind of what i've evolved in is when we do work for people we make sure those people understand why they need to hang on to that and why they have it and years, they own
1: it years ago when i remember i'm not a techie i never claimed to be a techie i'm technologically advanced enough to do things like record this podcast here in your in your shop without even a great camera but still i think it's i, I kind of like it i like the look and his shop by the way it does it it is nothing fancy because it is not this is not retail a workplace. This, this is not a Tiffany jewelry store. This is a workplace with with some things on display that you can come in and work from. OK, so here's the uh, thought on that. Mm-hmm. I believe it was, I don't know, say 13 years ago. I realized that someone else actually had done the work of getting Damien Mason And so clearly I could defend it that I had paid for it, but I didn't. I wasn't the one that was in control of it per se. And so what you're talking about, I saw that up close and personal. Then I went the other direction at one point. I had something, Joe, that I bought a trademark for because I thought it was that important. And it ended up that I paid a couple thousand dollars in attorney fees and then a couple thousand dollars in filing fees, et cetera, et cetera. And you end up then it's like, was this really such a big deal that needed to pay for the trademark? So there's there's both ends on that. But I know what you're saying is you want to control your website your domains your logos your designs and
0: hire people that know what they're doing and and i mean that's just classic business but for example um my website uh, it's in the process of getting redesigned um by a friend of ours and uh my old website all of a sudden uh i opened it one day and it was a page of arabic <laughs> and it had been hijacked and i could not get it back i own the domain. So I was fine there, but then Angie took care of of making sure that we got uh, a new website up and running. But yeah, there it was. I had no clue. All right. So that's the four things you wrote down about <laughs> yeah. things they don't
1: tell you when you started this. And that's it. I bet you there's a lot well, more.
0: Well, there are. Those are the ones that just seem to come back and bug me. And I think probably the most important thing is people pay yourself. All right. Um,
1: all right you you keep going to the money so i 'm going to go <laughs> to one about money and it's about paying that I wrote down it was actually it was one of the first things I wrote down okay, dear listener you 're saying to yourself, well, you know this is an interesting discussion. These guys are having a beer by the way have a have a little have a little sip out of your dozeki." i did, I <clears throat> did. they're they're saying okay i 'm listening to these guys, and uh, I like what they 're saying i 'll give you one about money if you are in a client service business and let 's face it, we all are mm-hmm. we all work for other people 's money um when I got going, you know, I was a political comedian. Everybody who listened to this probably remembers that that's my story and I talk about it in my book. Uh but I turned it into a business. It wasn't just that I was sleeping on somebody's couch and uh and hanging out uh, in LA smoking weed, hoping to someday get picked up on a sitcom. No, I made it into a business and that's how I built uh you know the next thing and the next thing. But <clears throat> I knew I served clients. I knew I served customers. I knew that I needed other people's money. I knew that it was always the show, and I knew that I was selling a show, and I knew that I was a product. That's the other big one is I realized what the product was. That's one of the things that I I learned it really well that I didn't know beforehand. View yourself as a product. View what the product is, and do not take it personally. If I told you this T-shirt sucks, you say, all right, to get your business, what does that t-shirt need to look like, feel like, and touch and feel and talk and talk like and taste like or whatever? I learned that I was a product and I just always realized there's a separation between the product and me. But the other one about the money. Uh, I served clients then and I kept wanting to raise my rate. And then I had this guy, this is a very telling lesson, this old peckerhead um he he just he called and bugged me it was before the internet he called and bugged me every day it was in indianapolis when i was still in indianapolis based uh and i was traveling all over the country i was starting to get movies and stuff like this he just was banging on my door every day that he needed me for this event you know some damn thing that was his little patient retirement project i don't know so you know some rotary event or whatever such thing and they had like zero dollars whatever just a next to nothing and he just bugged me and kept telling me and i said if i give you this deal I'm a $5,000 comedy act, for God's sakes. If I do this thing for you for this little bit of money you have, it could ruin my business. He says, oh, I would never tell anybody. I would never tell anybody. You can just trust me. I would never tell anybody because I understand how business works. I understand. I just made sure the camera's on. I understand how business works. I went and covered this date for this guy. The next day, an audience member at his event called me and said, hey, I was at that event you did yesterday. I would love to book you for this. And it was a larger event, like a corporate thing. And he said, now, I heard from Roger that you'll do this for $1,500. And I wanted to go to the old man that had bugged me and bugged me and bugged me and beat him with a sledgehammer. I learned that these people talk. So do not take a deal from someone that you're not willing to take from everybody else because you can always defend it, but this this deal this deal that you're given to Roger just because he's not your friend he's calling you because he wants a deal and then it becomes a situation where that client will go and brag to so and so else down the road because they don't care about you they want to then get the oh, you know what? You know what? Guy. Look at the deal I got. Look at the deal I got. And so as much as you seem like you're being a pecker, as much as you seem like you're not helping out old Roger, you got to protect yourself cuz old Roger will throw you under the bus in a heartbeat. He'll go and tell his former uh buddy from the country club, you know what? I got this deal for this. And that's
0: true and and you can't be afraid to uh uh your your work is more valuable, you have to make sure they know your work, when they go with you, they're more valuable than the, the guy down the road, and here's why. Boom, boom, boom. And don't be afraid to have a higher price because of what you're gonna do for them. Now, you made me think of something else. Um, my business has a little cutthroat in it, as oh, it. most sure, businesses sure, sure. do. But you're gonna lose jobs, and you're gonna take it personally. And you've got to learn not to take it personally. You've got to let those competitive instincts jump in and say, okay, what happened there? Mm-hmm. And, and don't be afraid to win the next time. But, and, and that's something that you learn over the years is you're going to get a phone call. You just made a – I'll get a phone call from somebody and want a quote, and I'll give them a quote, and then they'll call me back a day later and say, hey, so-and-so beat your price by a nickel. You want to go under?" And I'm like, No. They beat me. (laughs) They have the best price. You got to go with them because I know what happened Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to play that game. Then it's the seesaw. It's a cutthroat business and you sell yourself, your service, your product.
1: Yeah. Then it becomes a seesaw back and forth and there's going to seesaw you to death. No, that one is one that struck me, struck me then. And I've never forgotten it. You're going clear back to, you know, the late nineties on that one because it, and it, It was such that I remember, and I I will continue to say, and I know that these listeners are probably saying, man, he's going to be harsh. I'm like, I'm not being harsh. It was the the guy pulled the, I'm a nice old guy that's semi-retired, and I'm just trying to help this group. No, because the moment, the moment a guy that's your buddy that was in the audience called you, you had to brag that you beat me down on my money, And then I stood firm, and I actually, I I used some profanity, and I hung up on that guy. (laughs) The the guy that called saying, I heard from Roger, you can do this. So you got to stand your ground on money because, remember, and you're saying, Damn, you're being kind of superficial. No, I'm not superficial. I just know that if you do not get paid, it is not a sale, and if you do not make money, your business will not exist. All right, what else you got? Things they didn't tell you. You've exhausted my list. I'm
0: sure you've got.
1: I'll give you another one. Uh, they didn't tell you they told you about managing employees probably they told you about how to secure a contract They told you about how to set up a lease. They told you about insurances You know what most people do they get overboard on do I need to set up an LLC as S Corp C Corp blah 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 I'm like until you have a business or a customer or any revenue What the hell difference does it make what you're set up as it's not important at this juncture Let's get out there and actually get some business going first
0: well, and I think I also know that there's are certain areas that I'm clueless, and I'm not afraid to tell people i'm clueless and the The accounting and the business end set up I went to people that I trusted and just yep. said, "What do I need to do?" and you hit the nail on the head you, first of all, get started and and get yourself started in the right way, and then we'll talk about how you grow into and well, you know like i said we're we're nine or ten years in now, and we're we're vastly different than we were in year 1 and that maybe that's another thing you you cannot be afraid to grow you can't think of your I would have never told you 10 years ago that I'm going to be doing what I'm doing I was going to be the best damn awards business in the whole
1: Midwest yeah, and you changed your marketing mix which I was well, going to say you started with that one and that's not one of your four but I wrote it down differentiation of product mix and variation from business plan that one is to me uh okay and I cover it in my book you shouldn't just be willy-nilly and every 4 hours decide oh this isn't working this isn't working no you no. stick with it for a while but then at some point the marketplace will tell you where there's some opportunity hey yeah joe we're going to be we're going to be buying uh, everybody on our little league team is getting a trophy now can you also help us out on yeah cleats i don't know uh <laughs> right. printed jerseys whatever that and thing you, is
0: and you you get tired of saying no and you realize wait a minute there's
1: yeah. something there yeah and can you also do this? Can you also do that? And the thing is, you, you run the risk of becoming so differentii- so differentiated you have nothing, and it's now you're a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, but you also then say there's these things I can do. So you differentiated, and when did you make that decision? Two years in? After you got tired of saying no?
0: I'm going to say it was right before I moved to my second location, probably three years in, three to four years in. So,
1: yeah. Uh what what do you think now? Are you you're going to still evolve as you well, need to? What what thing is your next thing?
0: I think the next thing is um we've kind of achieved a real niche and it's it's kind of it's an old term called pumpkin planning and we've got to take a look at our customers and we, I think we talked about this in our last yeah uh, Get, you know those those small pumpkins that are not evolving and doing things for us, we've we've got to let them know. Listen, we appreciate your business, but because we've got to grow our other customers.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if you if you uh, and only, they don't teach
0: you that, they don't teach you. You think you've got to grab every person, every that walks nickel you that get, door, every nickel, door, every and nickel. that's not
1: helping you grow. Yeah. So the person that calls me up and has uh, a limited amount of money, and there's going to be 19 different hoops to jump through, and a lot of stuff, and also it's just. It's hard because, you know, there was a time when you were just begging for that phone Everything. to ring, begging for that uh, email to come in. And of course, then the COVID 19 upsets everybody's Apple cart. I've been in it for well, 25 years and my my Apple cart got upset. You've been in it for 10 years, your Apple cart got upset. And, uh, you know, it's easy to say the person that has a guaranteed job that is just being paid to sit at home and play, uh, you know, play video games, they say, yeah, but you know, better be safe than sorry. And you're out here saying, I, I I'm I'm dying.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and we, you you talked about it just earlier. You, you mentioned it. You know what's you grow by. You hear something, you think, wait a minute, that that should I should have that on my plate. And if I hadn't have done that, we wouldn't be sitting here. I might be sitting here drinking beer somewhere, be be with a bar in front of it. Well, if we
1: can, I don't know if we can sit. In front I don't of it. think we can, but we can sit here and have a. And by the way, he keeps using his refrigerator for me. Oh, <laughs> well, he did he did this one. Okay. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, I want to point out something that this is the face mask that you printed with your logo on it because when L- face masks became the new thing, as I'm going to say, face masks are the new plastic, F- band, plastic straw band. It face became very masks popular. have
0: paid three months of rent for us, and if we hadn't have done them, there you go.
1: So you got to always be willing to pivot and, and make the adjustment. You might notice this has his logo, TCP, Trophy Center Plus on here. I hate wearing face masks. He did give me this one, but I, I, it's not about a political thing. I feel like I'm being smothered. So, all right, you pivoted and you did that because don't be so struck, stuck in your business plan that you can't jump onto a situation that can make you money in the short term. Am I right? You're, you're correct. And And what has happened is by us kind of
0: grasping at straws, with some of the things we did early in the pandemic timeframe, we found out, you know what, next year at that time, graduation stuff, mm-hmm. we need to get on board because uh-huh. that's a big business and Yeah, we can work with that.
1: Isn't it the old thing about how uh, they never thought of, you know, it's the old thing. They never thought of doing this, but once they did it, they said, hell, we can actually repeat that thing. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of good examples. And exa-
0: well... That's I don't know about that. That's that's just something that we never even thought about. Mm-hmm. And every kid that graduates, their family wants, they're proud of that. They put that sign in their front yard, that banner on their door yeah. for their parties.
1: Yeah, so, they all want to have this showcase. So, so, so now you're in the now you're yeah. in the, you're in the banner and sign uh, business for graduations. If you want to check out my man Joe Santa, it's Joe, uh, and Santa like Santa Claus. And but where should they
0: find you? Trophycenterplus.com, new website, debuting, uh, proudly designed by IBA Design, Roanoke, Indiana.
1: One of our our friends that's been on this podcast also, Angie, and I told you in my book that if you know my stuff and if you keep up with my stuff, you know Angie because uh, my website, my graphics, we all think very highly of her, and also we all work together. So remember, in small business, it's very important to have somebody like him and like her that you can get together with and drink a beer and talk about things because a lot of people that you're friends with they don't get it, right? Uh, they have normal jobs. They didn't. They weren't working in the in there at uh, until nine p.m. and then back in at four in the morning because they have a shipment going out. They don't get what you go through. So make sure you have somebody like Joe you can drink a beer with. Don't necessarily need to drink a Dosakis. I mean, but if he keeps a Coors on hand, what the heck? Trophy Center Plus. Where else? Nice to- Uh, We're in Huntington, Indiana, 46th Vine Street. Um, The main thing is if you've got a printing need, a graphics need, a award, a banner, a sign, what else? Uh, T-shirts,
0: screen printing, uh, personalized items, gifts. Promotional Mugs.
1: products. Promotional products. Call Yo. him up. You know yeah. what? Why buy this crap from China when you can get it from a guy in the United States of America? Until next time, I'm Damian Mason. You are visiting us at the headquarters of Trophy Center Plus, talking about small business and things they do not teach you in uh, when you're starting at your small business. Till next time.
0: If you enjoyed this episode of Do Business Better, please share it. And be sure to connect with Damian on LinkedIn like his Facebook fan page and follow him on Instagram and Twitter for speaking inquiries or to purchase Damien's books, food, fear, and do business better. Go to Damienmason.com. Know someone who'd make a great guest. Send us a message. We're always looking for compelling stories and business lessons. Our listeners can benefit from. Thank you.